0: I'd be a gypsy. But that's how it
1: works. Welcome to episode ten of Fresh on the Heels. We are back again after our little hiatus. Uh, We'd planned to try and do an episode every two weeks, but along with the pubs opening back up, killing my two wonderful co-hosts, I've also been in the process of buying a house, which I would highly recommend against. It's taken about 10 years off my life, and I feel like I'm never going to move again now I'm in. But hey ho, how are we doing, chaps?
2: Yeah, good, man. Yeah, busy, busy week, pubs being back open, work-related, not drinking-related, but still. Bit of both, bit of both. (laughs) Yeah. What about
0: you, Jay? Yeah, I'm all good. Just uh, fucking tired. Just been on it and too much. and
1: Burning yeah. <laughs> the candle at both ends. Yeah, a lot. So we need to uh, just say again, we are going to try and drop two episodes a month. There might not be every two weeks. There might be one at the very beginning and one at the very end. But if you've been watching much wrestling lately, particularly WWE, you'll know that we haven't got a lot good to say. But... What I've been able to do, uh, in the absence of WWE being very good, is watch some other stuff, which I've been meaning to do for a long time, and namely AEW, and a little bit of impact. So we'll start, I think, with the, the good stuff, Blood and Guts from AEW, the double cage match that was essentially
2: war games, I guess,
1: yeah. with a, a little bit of a twisted rule.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Do you boys enjoy this? Yeah, It's fantastic. It was such a good match. It it really was what it's what it said on the ten. Um, yeah. I think we got we got that from it. And I know AEW have said that from the start that that's kind of like I know you mentioned Wembley, haven't you? That you felt that maybe that it was a little too much that way. Um, a lot of red, uh, yeah, a lot of oh, uh, a lot of red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that. So, but it, th- this is that match for it. This is the perfect entity for that and I think we, we got it and, and we saw some great great well some a lot of talent May, maybe take away Jake Hager but there's some 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 really good talent in those two groups the best some of the best of what they do you're not know, a fan of uh, big Jake Hager never have been unfortunately oh really not even when
1: he was giving it the old uh, my daddy set me on his <laughs> knee all oh, that shit
0: I thought he was a great heel
2: I oh. prefer him now that he doesn't speak yeah. Um, but, but no, I just, I don't think he's got whatever it is they think
0: he has. A long term. I never <laughs> I never really got it at all. Like, when he won one in the bank and won the world title, I was like, really? What's going on here? Fair enough. What about you, Jay? Did you catch uh, Blood and Guts? Uh, I've seen bits of it, yeah. I saw the uh, the ending where Jericho took that big uh, bump off the cage. Huge bump off. Oh. I mean I read about it, it like and I wasn't sure what he meant because he he's he's openly said I'm not doing that ever ever again. But that. Like, I didn't think it looked that bad. Did he say never ever again, or did he say never? Ever. Yeah, not the latter. The latter. Yeah. But I mean far play to him still taking those bumps at 52 or whatever he is.
2: I think for me, I know we spoke about MJF a couple of times and we and you know that there's a fan of FTR in this troop, and Sean Spears from Jamie, definitely Jericho was one of my uh, Mount Rushmore. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fan fandom there for all three of us. Abby Guevara, that guy, I've never seen it. I always thought he just looked a bit too much. Like what's the guy that hangs around with jungle boy and Luchasaurus and just think, what's he doing? Joey Janela? No, Marco kid.
0: Oh, Marco stunt.
2: And I always think, what's he doing, right? And <laughs> I've always kind of got that vibe from Sammy Guevara as well. Because I just think he looks like... I look bigger than Sammy Guevara. I think Jericho has probably
1: given... Made, well, I'm just obviously fucking making this up, but I think this is what happened. I think they've said to him, like, you can start a faction. Like, who, who do you want? In a very similar way to what Trips did with Evolution, I think. Like, he had quite a bit of control over who's in. And I genuinely think that the other guys are good, but I think Jericho purposely picked Sammy... Because he just
2: sees like uh, absolute no, no end to his ceiling, really. Yeah, he speaks yeah. so highly of him in everything, not just sort of like part and parcel of his um, of his gimmick and part of the storyline, but just any interview you read, of him, he really does see like he's got that <clears throat> Latino, like the Latino heritage, hasn't he? And and I think he sees something like of a rising star, hundred percent in him.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Plenty of talent in that ring at the time. I think the, there was a funny sort of back and forth with some guy backstage in WWE apparently had said that that AEW blood and guts match had set the business back like 30 years. Jericho obviously then quotes that like verbatim when he's talking about the zombie lumberjack match that we might come on to later. But So the, I've seen a couple of episodes of AEW uh, from start to finish and, and been like uh, parts of it. I loved parts of it. I didn't. But the way that they presented the blood and guts because it wasn't uh, I think Quinn you mentioned it, it might have been a one match pay-per-view on our last episode I think obviously it, it might have potentially should have been that but it got changed to a, just the pay-per-view or oh, sorry the main event of a weekly show
2: so it, yeah it was the that was the only live match uh, Yeah. so they they pre-recorded the the, the the first three or four matches I don't know how many there was the week before because I know there was a lot of backlash from fans because they turned up to watch Blood and Guts or paid tickets to go to this Blood and Guts special of Dynamite and watched four matches on a screen mm. and then watched the live Blood and Guts match. So then I think I think Tony Khan had to end, end up having to issue a lot of refunds because there was a bit of a miss sell. because people thought they were going to this special week like midweek pay-per-view and it and it wasn't really that. It was almost like a glorified house show. We saw uh, Miro formerly Rusev, captured the TNT
1: title as well, which I think you put in the old message group, Jay. He looks great, Rusev, Miro. He he looks incredible. I saw a promo that he did on the last episode, I think it was, against, uh, is it Lance Archer, who will be facing a uh, double or nothing? Because he's he's doing that open challenge thing, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can see why he probably never made it as far as he should have in WWE, just because he's not incredible on the mic. I think what AEW do quite well is they just say just beat yourself. Like they don't try and like anyone up or anything. But he beat Darby Allen, who had been doing this open challenge as well. Thoughts on Miro getting the belt? Did you like Darby with it more, or do you do you think it makes sense to give him some gold?
0: I think Darby had had a good enough run for him, for him to drop it, and I think it, it it makes Miro look good by you know. I think if he had lost to Darby Allen, it would have been a bit. Considering how much bigger he is and stuff like that, I mean, I know it's wrestling. We know, we know what this is, but still, if you can make him look the brute that he is, and he's going down that whole heel brute path like he was originally as Rusev, which I think is a bit overdone, but he's, he's still, you know, believable because he is.
2: Yeah, I agree yeah. with Jamie in that sense. I think AEW is still too too much of an infant to to keep. A mid card title on somebody as long as they want to keep their world title on somebody. I think you have that sense with that, with like Omega will probably keep the title for quite a while. I don't see him dropping it anytime soon. I don't think it does any harm for them to shift the mid card title about. Um, it gives a lot more people a lot more TV time, a lot more sort of. Like Darby Allen was, we didn't know who Darby Allen was really in the grand scheme of things. And I think I can't see him taking that step up and, and facing Omega but he might linger around that mid car title. I think he's still doing some stuff with Sting. But yeah, I think Miro, I think it was about time. I think I said in the previous pod, I was worried that they were squashing Miro too fast with the likes of uh, Cass- Orange Cassidy and stuff like that. But So I think it was a really good move on their part to, to put that belt on him and, and sort of establish the open challenge. But I think it works. Um, and I think facing somebody like Lance Archer, it's, it, it'll be...
1: I would have thought that uh,
2: he might have been the
1: next one to take it but from Derby because I, I don't think now that Russeff are going to oh, sorry Miro is going to drop it that soon. but uh, Archer seems to be like really on the rise kind of if I suppose if, if if it was a different promotion that had been running longer, you'd fully expect Archer to win the match coming up because of how he's been built up over these weeks and weeks. it's, it's almost like what they did with and cross against Finn. To then to then not have carry across winning it. It, it feels a bit like that to me. But I, they're not going to take the belt
0: off uh, off surely, surely? No, I wouldn't imagine. But um, we should say that about Arch because that's what happened to him when he was in WWE years ago. But he, he got like a good push. He, he was not a, a part of the Survivor Series winning team and stuff like that. And then he just who was he in WWE? He was called Vance Archer. I don't remember him at all. Also,
1: so on the Blood and Guts pay per view, there was announced that Pack and Cassidy we're going to have a match to see who would be number one contender to face Omega next for the title. Um, I didn't see that match the following week, but understand that it ended in either a double count-out or a DQ, some some messy finish. And as a result now, it's going to be a triple threat, uh, Omega, Pac and Orange Cassidy. You think you mentioned a minute ago that you think Omega's just going to keep that for a while, do you?
2: Is it a double or nothing or is it on Dynamite?
1: It is double or nothing, yeah.
2: I wasn't I wasn't aware that 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 match was was in place, but I think looking just at the talent involved, I think maybe Orange Cassidy is there, so that Pac probably doesn't look so weak coming out at the end of it because I think I think they've probably got a lot of riding on Pac long down the line. I'm not saying that they don't and Orange Cassidy because they're obviously cre- incredibly invested in him with his rivalry with Jericho, his you know his push with sort of bringing Miro into it and that sort of stuff. But he is he's more of a an entertainment gimmick rather than a talented gimmick if that makes sense of what i'm
1: saying yeah he can eat the pin can't he? and it won't affect him
2: yeah definitely and i think realistically i can't work out what's what their angle is with omega at the minute because there's another impact main event uh pay-per-view coming i think they they have pay-per-views all the time it seems and uh he's facing moose which again i think will be a throwaway i think omega will, omega will walk out with the, the title there so i don't know and then he's got Another, he's got matches lined up for other t- champions that he, which we'll get into with other titles he's holding. So I don't know if they're wanting to build that up some more and keep him as this belt collector, as they keep calling him. So I don't know if we're going to see him as a champion. I think we'll see him as a champion for for a, a little bit longer until, until maybe the likes of Christian Cage becomes the number one contender or something along those lines, maybe. Where do you sort of stand, Jay, on uh, people holding multiple titles at once? I know they're not all in
1: the same... Uh, company which is probably a bit different to what you've you've maybe seen in the past but do you like multiple belts being on one man
0: i mean if it's in different promotions that like like omegas doing, i don't mind it if it's in one promotion i don't i don't really see the point in it at all unless it's a tag and like say us sometimes i quite like that but not i'm not massive into it because it just takes away from the it's like it doesn't mean anything it's somebody else who's not holding a belt, in isn't it? Like it's almost like a, yeah. a slight on the division or whatever. But, and that, that, that's a place for someone else on the on the card, kind of thing. So it's just a waste, I think.
2: I mean, look at um, going a few years back, Cena v. HBK at Mania. They were tag champs, and it's yeah, um, yeah, all right, yeah, okay. They had the brand split, and so the SmackDown tag titles at the time would have still been around, or whatever they were called at the time. But but you you've still got. You're missing. Technically, you're missing four talented people. Right. And
0: that, that year, that was in Webbo's quiz last time, wasn't it? That, that WrestleMania yeah. that they fake. You could have had a good tag team match for the tag titles instead of the great Carly V Kane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair point, fair point. <laughs> you mentioned
1: a moment ago that Omega is also potentially defending another belt. And again, that's some more news. So uh, Andrade is been Signed back to Mexico, Triple A, which I think you might have called Quinn. Those two for the title, which again, Omega, not quite sold on. Um, we had some feedback actually after that episode last that we did, where I spoke about Omega. Just some people, my friend Jack in particular, saying that he completely disagrees. He thinks Omega's like up there with the greatest. Uh, loves his loves his stuff from New Japan. Yeah, I, do you know? I, I'm not going to sit here and say like he's not good.
0: He's got to be, hasn't he, for what he's quite I mean, the amount of gold he wears. I think it also comes down to, there's so much talent everywhere, but Omega has the spotlight on him more than a lot of people. You know, that's probably mm. why people think he is so good. And the same with, you know, the likes of Rollins and Gargano and et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's nothing to take away from him, but who who's to say that there isn't someone lower down who is that good? We just don't know because they're not in the eye of it. And for me, Andrade is a perfect example of that, because I think mm. I think he was shit hot, especially in NXT. His matches were Gargano, his matches with Alistair Black. Such a good talent. One of the best
2: I've seen in, in years, I think. His match with Gargano, that, that NXT title match with Gargano, to this day, is one of my favourite matches I've ever yeah. watched. Yeah, so good.
1: I like him with all the gold. I, I thought though I was having a conversation with someone else actually, Quinn, that that he would lose to Moose just to put the, the title back on that show. No, so
2: this is what my point was going to be. I didn't want to jump into the Andrade Omega match until too early, but I think I could be completely wrong, and I'm, and I might be. I don't know if Moose is the competitor to hold is the guy to hold the Impact title at the minute, especially with the amount of talent that keeps sort of like flooding into them but if it is going to be a case of well we're going to watch the beginning of omega's demise then this might be this could be the weekend because i feel like surely that's got to be andrade straight out of the gate mm. his first match after leaving wwe in his sort of like native tongue like mexico that sort all of, that sort of stuff he has to take that no time way he's losing sure that's the case if that's the case and andrade takes a title then then the whole belt collector thing is done you can't have him lose somewhere and then win it back and him still be the belt collector it doesn't count so and especially because the only thing that goes back to what you're saying weber with moose taking that title is do you remember we talked about rich swan unified the tna heavyweight title with the impact world championship omega still carries both of those around. And Moose was the one that brought the TNA Heavyweight Title back, or maybe whoever you've discussed that with is right. Maybe that is the angle that way that Moose takes his title back, along with becoming the Impact Champion as well. We'll stick
1: with AEW for a minute, but I do want to uh, circle back to something you just said there, Quinn, that we'll speak about. That's got us quite excited. The tag team titles are on the line. We just mentioned earlier about Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. They're facing the Young Bucks. Young Bucks, again, another team that every time I watch them, I appreciate what they do, but they don't fucking interest me at all. Not don't like either of them, but they've switched and they're their heel is now in their promotion. I, I hate their heel gimmick more than I hate them So I think it's perfect because at least I'm watching it now going... All right, yeah, you're both dickheads. That, that's fine. Like, I know...
2: Wrestling in yours or whatever it was, like, like, night... Yeah, yeah. The ...and they were, like, kept bragging about it. It's just Jamie like... Mann's been doing that for years. It's nothing new, boys.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Matt Jackson was giving me serious 2001 Shano Mac vibes.
2: And then he and John stole their Dior trainers and it was, like, some big, yeah. I definitely yeah.
0: prefer as heels. Yeah, I agree there, that... I'm not massive into the baby face thing with the books. I think they're just naturally heels. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're much better suited to it. Um,
1: and so, yeah, we you mentioned there about Moose potentially not being the guy to take the title off at Vega because of the constant flooding in of talent, I think is what you said. Mm. And just want to touch on that video that you boys uh, sent in the group this week. The The TNA.
0: Vignette, yeah. I, I just saw it on social media. I don't know if it was during one of the one of the like weekly shows or what, but yeah, I saw it on socials like advertising for you know the like they did last year where it's like a voiceover from a, a radio station talking about WWE cuts, specifically WWE cuts. Then obviously, a vignette with various snippets of teasers and no teasers just full on faces (laughs) yeah yeah just actual people June June 17th I think it is
2: it's an advert for Slammiversary isn't it and that's uh, that's impacts Wrestlemania
0: okay
1: and so, some of the names then, Quinn who we saw in there, give give us a shout out to who you saw and got excited
2: about. He it, it took me about six watches, and I and I still haven't <laughs> seen the the one that Jamie posted. I obviously, I, if if you guys follow us on Instagram at Fresh on the Heels, you would have seen in the story I posted the other day there was a there was a a, a word with an exclamation mark at the end that that is very common to his fans and to his gimmick. I think the big one that we, which I think he's a. As Jamie was how did you put it, Jamie? A red herring as such?
0: Yeah, it could be, but for
1: a big D bride potentially.
2: But in terms of so we'll get back to the, the Daniel Bryan thing, because that's an interesting topic because he hasn't been seen for weeks. Um, but I think off the cuff, Mickey James's face was definitely in there. Yeah. I think I saw um Chelsea Green's crazy bride Yeah, her old
0: gimmick Into, yeah. like, in tip Impact. Yeah.
2: Uh, did you say you saw Joe? Samoa you saw Joe? His
0: face, yeah. And then uh, NATO on a as well. If they, if they've signed a that's a massive. I think he's the big, he's been the biggest thing in New Japan for a while, but I know it's a working relationship, isn't it? So
2: yeah, I think that might be that because they definitely flat I definitely saw the flash of the New Japan logo. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then they put some of little things in, didn't they? So they put forgotten in there, maybe hinting to Forgotten Sons. They put the iconics. To yes, allies.
2: iconic slides the were there, weren't they? Mexican yeah.
0: flag, a Canadian flag. And then the yes was in there.
2: yes, yeah. Exclamation mark and everything.
0: Even the font's pretty similar <laughs> to what like he has on his it. It's just like Citantron. So yeah, it's, uh, it's
1: good. TNA could be making some big waves. I don't know if it'll be all of them. I know that last year when they did it, they released quite a few teasers for people that just
2: never ended up materialising, whether that's for COVID or not. But yeah, there's some good big names. I think the Good Brothers, they were like the, the bulk of last year's teaser. And obviously they've done wonders for Impact this, this past 12 months. Spend all the time
0: on Wednesday nights. Yeah, they do. <laughs> right, went back there and he's done all right for himself, considering. And then... New tag champion he, Vi- Violent by design. Oh, Eric Young... Obviously, in that group as well, he went.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, no, exciting stuff. It should be good. Speaking of cuts, then boys, let's move on to our next topic. Cuts again uh, around WWE just seems to be every now and again they'll just release a batch of people and it kind of goes a bit viral. Um, not as many big names this time round, but what I wanted to chat to you boys about just for the sheer like nutsness of it all is uh, Drake Younger. So Drake Younger, the hench. Orange referee from NXT has been there for quite a number of years. I think he made it onto the main show. Yeah, um,
0: I think he. Well, I think he was a did some matches at WrestleMania, actually. Potentially. Potentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he went
1: on to um, a bit of social media fame earlier this month or the end of last, where he was talking to his own Congress or something in like a bit of an open meeting over Zoom. And in an NXT t-shirt, he sat there saying that masks are helping child sex trafficking happen in the US because children would try and show facial signs if they're being, like, uh, groomed or kidnapped by someone. And he's saying this in, like, a really impassioned rant. And to be fair to him, at least he believes it. Like, he's not just saying it for money but so he's been off telly for a long time. And some of the stuff that's come out about him recently is that he was trying to get like a position of power uh, backstage so that he could kind of influence who was getting over and who was getting booked. Uh, And I think even obviously more political side to things, probably trying to like sway the company one way politically to the other. Just a crazy, crazy thing. Have you guys like seen or read? I've seen some of his
0: stuff on social media. Like he's very religious, isn't he as well? He, He feels like a Far Cry character. (laughs) <laughs> I thought he was a really good ref one of my he, was great. Like, one he was of my great but... better, Like a lot of referees I can't stand Like they annoy me but I really liked him
2: I think there was a couple of things wasn't there probably in the summer uh, one of our friends Webber, one of my and Jamie's friends who is a big big wrestling fan Matt uh, Matt Hibbert if you listen he brought to our attention a couple of stories that were again similar to what you said very anti-mask very pro-Trump very yeah. that way inclined and a little bit to a point where I'm sure some POC talent had come out and sort of said that they felt a bit uncomfortable around the stuff that he was saying so openly, completely so openly in the locker room. Um, I think, yeah, I think I've read about the, the sort of he thought that he had a bit more sway round backstage than he actually did. Yeah, so there's stories of, like,
1: uh, Triple H doing, like, one of his intros to an NXT show, like, the pay-per-views, you know, where he stands there and he's like, are you ready? All that shit. And he says, like, this is a place. He might have been standing in the liver. He's like, this is a place for, you know, uh, all people, all races, all religions. And apparently, like, Drake Younger heard that and just saw his ass and left. it's like, what are you doing, man? Like, you work for, like one of the greatest wrestling brands in the world like just shell your fucking opinions don't be such a weirdo he
2: stormed off because H <laughs> just said we we accept everybody <laughs> yeah basically yeah he's, well, that like, well I don't then I'm going home so
1: yeah apologies to any of our fans who do listen from here but it's so fucking Florida <laughs> that in it, it's just so Florida
2: that, which is ironic because he definitely stinks of biscuits that lads oh. like he's uh, sometimes when he's on there, he can, I'm like looking at screaming my head, like, ah, that's what's going on. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: Looks like fucking morphed on steroids.
2: <laughs> he's, he loves when he's when he's when there's a bit of red on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a lot of colour.
1: That leads us nicely onto the fucking disgrace that is WWE at the moment. So I haven't seen much, admittedly, and it's a bit harsh to critique something that you haven't seen. Uh, who wants to take the floor first
0: on WWE's current affairs? Raw, diabolical, SmackDown, it's been all right. Because, you know, obviously we saw Cesaro get his match. Didn't win like we expected, but he's still in and around that. They're going back to the Rollins-Cesaro gig now, aren't they, I think? Hmm. Uh, both Usos are back, which is interesting. I, I, quite I, honestly,
2: honestly, I honestly do not mind SmackDown. I think SmackDown is putting out some either SmackDown is putting out some decent stuff or it's pretty average and Raw is just making it look really fucking good.
1: Yeah, Yeah, potentially a bit of both.
2: I think no, let's stick with the positive stuff then. So SmackDown.
1: So yeah, I, I saw uh, at the end of the Cesaro Reigns match, Rollins kind of came out and and just started beating him with a chair. And and from what I've read online, I don't think that that was supposed to be. Where it was on the card, I think that they planned for that to be mid-show, but apparently at the minute backstage WWE, which is maybe a bit of an indication of why it's a bit all over the place. They're they're changing stuff last minute. Yeah, they don't have many actual segments booked in um, because I can't remember there was there was a match in the middle of SmackDown that they were going to have main event the show, um, and instead it got moved. I think the same thing happened on Raw with Kofi, so it's a bit all over the place. But no, you're right, and it's nice to see. Uh, Jimmy back, so is Jimmy kind of against the whole family thing at the minute? Is he, is he,
2: causing yeah, it seems or? that way. It seems that he's kind yeah. of, I think we are building up to, I think potentially we're gonna see, which would be, um, interesting is we saw the sort of culture like the, the end of the J Roman Reigns feud in a hell in the cell, and I think we might see. Roman v Jimmy in a hell in a cell. I think it may look that way. Similar,
1: similar stipulation because it wasn't it when he lost that match he had to kind of
2: yeah commit, oh, commit
0: or something yeah. kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. and I think that's kind of like Jimmy's come in and and the side of the story since the minute is Jimmy wants his brother back. He wants to be the the top tag team because they are they're probably one of the best tag best tag teams that WWE's ever had, and I think they want a bit, like they want to sort of smash down like they want to catch up with the New Day and all that sort of stuff and they probably could could have that in them but at the minute as the storyline stands Jay's kind of stuck to is it the right hand man is that what he calls himself or yeah yeah uh, and then it's like yeah there's just that conflict that that Jimmy won't Jimmy thinks that those two are better together than hasn't Jimmy got a t-shirt that says no one's
0: bitch (laughs) <laughs> Love that. I, like that. Yeah. I I'd be quite keen to see, like,
1: a like a brother versus brother match at, like, SummerSlam or something that you could really, like, build up towards. Yeah. But the more I think about it, like, I'm really enjoying uh, Reigns, Heyman and Jay. If you add Jimmy into that, if he eventually has to, like, submit and acknowledge Roman, put, like, tag belts on them to title on him, just three of them stood in the ring, and you've kind of already, you've created, like, a, a timeless faction. Yeah. Just kind of by accident, almost. They've been talking
2: about it for years, haven't they? they? They unofficially call them the Bloodline.
0: Yeah.
2: When when the Usos first came in, it was it the Usos and Tamina. Um, so I think the Bloodline has always been something that the people have wanted, and and they've talked about it for ages. And I think now, especially that we have face SmackDown tag team champions, that it makes it makes total sense for history to repeat itself with Roman's v Jimmy. Romans retains and and Jimmy Bows as as you said. Wait, hang on. The dirty dogs aren't the tag team champions anymore. No, they lost. They lost. Fucking mysterious. Record breaking Mysterios, can we just say? First time ever, father and son. Which shocked me. Actually shocked me when I read that. I thought that I know that how big WWE are at family. I thought we'd have seen a father son tag team before.
0: Yeah, it's surprising that Vince and Shane have never. Like, <laughs>
2: them. About it that. really
1: is. Yeah. To be fair, like when I saw that um, that thing about Mysterious being the first ever, I was like, "What I'll do is I'll put together a little quiz for the boys about uh, famous uh, relatives who have tagged." And it's mm. fucking just—it's uh, just obvious. Like it's just you know yeah they got all of them. Like it's like <laughs> I was going through hoping there'd be some like strange ones, and it's just the Steiner brothers, the Hardy boys. <laughs> like they're, they're all.
0: The Dudley boys. The Dudley boys, yeah. (laughs) It would be nice to see if they do this whole bloodline thing. They could do a... um, Tamina could do a little double turn on uh, Natty. And Naomi could take Natty's belt, maybe. They could be the uh, women's tag team champions. That'd be sick. I'm glad Tamina's got that title as well. I think she might not be the most entertaining person, but she's put her fucking work in, so... That was nice to see. Is
2: it has been like 14 years or something old? Close to that, like, yeah. Since like that. her debut yeah. and it's her first title. I know. Something,
0: yeah, something
1: like that. Her, da- her dad fucking murdered someone and got three main events of Mania, didn't
2: he? <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame her dad killed somebody. Yeah. yeah well, he doesn't remember it. Yeah, cool.
1: well, how were Epico and Primo getting on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned a couple of times, Quinn, about... Potentially the Usos having a match at Hell in a Cell uh, or, or potentially uh, Jimmy, sorry, against Reigns. Uh, I just wanted to touch on that because they've moved Hell in a Cell uh, forward by like a number of months. It's usually back end of the year, I think October. Uh, and it's been moved to June for the first time in its in its history since it's been a pay-per-view. Uh, I don't know if you boys had any inclination as to why they've maybe done this. I know
2: idea. So one. let's go back to Money in the Bank last year.
1: When Rey Mysterio was murdered.
2: Yeah, when Rey Mysterio was murdered and they gave this sad they decided to have half of the match in Vince McMahon's office whilst he was sat at his desk.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that.
2: And you know, you know, like, things like how like Doink the Clown just turned up in the cafeteria and stuff like that. Um, you know, like like he would be there. So I think after that that they want Money in the Bank to be when they're allowed fans back. Okay, and I think it would just make more sense. So just bring a throwaway pay per view like Hell in the Cell because for years I think we've said this on the podcast as well. Hell in the Cell was never a pay per view when we were kids. It was it was a main event at Armageddon, right? That's how I remember Hell in the Cell. It was a or No Way Out or like it was it was brought in for a big reason, a big rivalry.
0: And now that that's been taken away, the the yeah. Now they do it.
2: Now gone. they do it every year, where there's like two, two, yeah. three a year, and they painted the fucking cage red. It's, still, it's so saturated and so diluted that I think that it doesn't. It's a stupid. It, it's on. It's up there with Great Balls of Fire and uh, <laughs> and Stomping Ground. So it, it can just be thrown away, and then hopefully. They want. Do they want SummerSlam to be the, the the next one with fans? Is that going to be the official next one with fans? So
1: money and money in the bank is prior to SummerSlam.
2: Oh, is it okay? So they haven't
1: they haven't swapped them round. They've put Extreme Rules in October. So it's going to be um, Hell in a Cell
2: next, um, and then Money in the Bank, and then SummerSlam. Is it not? Is it not the horror show at Extreme Rules? Uh, no. So no, Extreme Rules is now in October.
0: It, it will be. It will be. If they move it to Halloween time, they're going to go with that again. Yeah. Um,
2: I. I. Well, then I'm obviously wrong. I assumed that they might have swapped some about so that because Money in the Bank needs is is for me. It, I know there's the the big four, but I, I I love Money in the Bank. I always think it's less so when Lesnar turns up at the end.
1: I mean, J- July 18th for Money in the Bank. So it, it has been um, pushed back. I think for for the reshuffle to a little bit later. I think they probably will have fans by then. They've, I mean, they've already got a few in now, haven't they? It's America.
0: Well, they have in NXT, but not not Raw and SmackDown. But they've announced when they're going back to live shows, haven't they? What's, um, what's she called? So, so, you know,
2: the weekly shows will go back to live shows before a pay-per-view.
0: Well, she just said, as of this date, we'll be going back on the road. So I think they're doing live events with fans and then it'll probably culminate in... Potentially Money in the Bank being the first one we found about oh, on true. TV. Speaking of the Money in the Bank, have you got any early inklings of who might win it or who you'd like to win it? I know who we'd like to and who will. It's a good shout. So for me, men's, I think Biggie. Yeah, I agree. It's
1: got to be. And then women's, I think maybe Bliss.
0: She's yeah. already won it though. That- he has won it before, but I don't think that matters, does it?
1: No, and she, she might be quite interesting with it as like a prop to what she's doing at the minute. Uh, because then you don't have to have someone cash in. She cashed it in on the night, didn't she? Yeah, on Ronda, uh, Ronda and Naya. She just absolutely battered Ronda with a briefcase, didn't she? It was, it was really, really
2: good. What about you, Quinn? Who are you going for for money in the back men's and women's? I'd love to see Big E take it because I think we all wanted, we all thought at the beginning of the year, didn't we, that he might have been in the mania spot.
1: Got the wrong side of a Nigerian nail, though, didn't he, the idiot?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, can
1: derail anyone's plans. Uh.
2: I could see them. I know I know what WWE loves to do at the minute, and they love to give it to people that don't actually really need it. So I think I can maybe see that might be Edge's return.
0: Yeah, I was thinking maybe Edge, which I wouldn't care about, because I love Edge. Yeah. They've done it, it for years where it, it doesn't matter anymore. It's just uh, someone they want to put it on wins it. Rather than when it used to be like, oh, this person is getting a fucking pussy.
2: Yeah, like when, like when Punk won it and stuff like that, it was kind of like his his time when it the first. Time, yeah, and Punk and RVD. Yeah, no, I get that. Women's. So, do you guys then? Sorry to interrupt. Do you guys not think that giving it to a,
1: an overweight guy whose gimmick is being a retard <laughs> isn't isn't worthy?
0: No, but I mean, at least it was it was closer to what I want. Right? Okay. And then, like, Lesnar or Cena winning it, or when they had that Money in the Bank where it's full of ex-champions, like, that's literally the opposite of what Money in the Bank supposed to be. What
2: I don't like as well is what they've done a couple of times over the last few years, is they did it with Lesnar and they did it with Strowman. You know when they're cashing in. the bit, the, like It's like, I want to cash it in on this day at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that.
1: It's, I only ever worked with two people that it was RVD the first time when he announced it for one night only against cena perfect and then the second time was when cena did it uh when he was like at the pomp of his fucking captain america shite they're the two times where it works but i'm completely on board with you quinn you you can't be i mean all these little stupid things as well like monster in the bank uh what was Lesnar started like boom 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 boxing yeah
2: um. Uh, yeah. It needs to be a Ziggler v. Del Rio, or it needs to be. Oh. It needs to be a Rollins at WrestleMania, doesn't it? It like it, oh, yeah. It has to yeah. be that. Really, there's a really, really. I'll, I'll dig it out for you boys later. You might have seen it with an American comedian, and he's talking about what he's talking about why people don't uh, recognize wrestling as a real sport. And he's on about, like, why do people get, like, say they're so excited about the NBA playoffs? And they're just like, you know who's going to win. It's either the Cavs or the Warriors or the Lakers every year. And then he goes into about, he's just like, do you know who won the WWE title at WrestleMania 31? And he just goes, somebody who wasn't even in the match. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like the title of it is great. Women's, though, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. Tell you anyone who, I think it would. Probably Charlotte, because she's never won it. So that would be Charlotte. That would Charlotte would have ticked every box then if she wins the Money in the Bank. She's won the Rumble. She's won every women's title she can. I
0: could see Charlotte winning it, like you say. I'd like, I wouldn't mind her winning it again, although she'll really need it. But no one needs it in the women's division, except someone who's not there anymore, like fucking Peyton Royce. Oh yeah,
2: imagine someone like Dakota coming up. I think Io Shirai would be a
0: shout. Yeah, yeah that'd be a great shout. Uh, men's, I think I'd like Big E or Cesaro to win it, but I can see Damien Priest winning it. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope not, but I can see it happening.
2: I'd love Keith Lee to come
0: up. What about some shouts for the
1: women's with uh, potentially returning Becky Lynch?
2: Good shout! Becky Lynch has never won it, so and she's she's got to come back sooner rather than later, right?
0: I don't mind Shayna uh, Shana, Shana Baszler in it because she never got her opportunity to do what she can. I think she's really good. I, think, yeah. I don't think she's been wasted. I know Mark hates her because she looks like Pete Dunne.
1: <laughs> uh, ba- Bailey as well. Bailey would um, really do well with with the briefcase.
2: I, Bailey's already won it though. Yeah, but not as a heel. True. This is very true. Is there anything else on Raw that either of you two are liking? I've got a point. I don't know necessarily if I like it. I think I like it more than you two do. It's an up and down point because the downside of it is, is it really, really, really is proving how little Vince or any of the back office care about not only just the tag team division, but the Raw tag team division especially. The fact that it took two weeks for the new crown champions at mania to actually surface on raw and omos and aj styles aj styles may became a grand slam champion which is amazing for him i'd have liked to have seen him win that title with somebody else definitely but he's got he's now got grand slam champion amazing you'd think any new crown champion would be on the next night on raw two weeks bragging about it
0: i think that it's like around that WrestleMania season, maybe AJ because of his position in the company, maybe he gets I don't know, maybe he gets two weeks off after mania or something like that. I don't you know, cool. like all or, or normally gets that kind of thing. You never see him for a month after mania a lot of the time, so maybe AJ's got maybe, or maybe they just couldn't be really, couldn't fit them in because of all the zombies. But <laughs> <laughs> well, then, hey, do you reckon it's maybe that they don't trust
2: Omos? could be. He's, he's still quite green, isn't he? And I, he just stands in the middle of the ring and just slams people. It's like, a bit mm. like watching Carly. What do you want from him, Quinn? Do you want him fucking doing Hurricane runners and that? <laughs> I'm not opposed to RK-Bro, the tag team partnership of uh, Randy Orton and Riddle. What about the Drew day? Like that. <laughs> it, I, I am a fan of face Randy Orton I always have been like I do quite like face Randy Orton yeah he's, he's good at being like pissed off face, yeah, like, 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 when, annoyed, like when they had that eight man tag and like they started the new day tried to get him dancing at the end and he still RKO'd both Kofi and Ruby. Yeah. I quite like that yeah, I'm a bit annoyed that how they're making such a big deal of Kofi beating
0: Lashley like, like it's a major I'm like Kofi's a former WWE champion and they're just writing off like, oh my God, beat Lashley.
1: I just thought it was so weird. He'd already competed earlier that night, hadn't he? So he pulled double duty and got the clean win. I know Drew had a bit of interference, but I just don't get it. A, there's got to be somebody else you can throw against Lashley to win uh, Dirty if Drew's making the
2: distraction. So do we think Do we think that that's going to be the angle? It's going to be uh, end up going to be Lashley v Kofi or Helen Sattel?
1: I don't, I don't think Kofi will ever get another title shot for about another year. I think it was just completely who's who's free to have another
2: match. Or it's, like it's mad, it's mad. Like it's going to be drew again.
1: Yeah, yeah. it'll be drew next year. I don't think Kofi will get anywhere near it. Again. Realistically, I think, think
2: lastly he'll keep the WWE title until Lesnar comes back. Yeah. You boys heard much about that? I don't. No, I don't, I, it's not. It's not even been a whisper. It's not something that's just. But it's just it's it's brought Lesnar, man. Like it is. The only way, the only the, the only other option I see, and we've we've discussed this in the pod before, the only other direct direction I see that in is if he comes, he's coming in as a face either way, and if he goes SmackDown, and he's like the next challenger for uh, Reigns, and then they have like a little for cust- custody of Paul Heyman, yeah. <laughs> but then realistically, I think probably by the time Summer, SummerSlam comes around, we'll be due Edge back. So
0: I'd like SummerSlam. I, I, I'd like them to keep building the. Cesaro Rollins and maybe get a triple threat at SummerSlam but I don't know if they'll hold off for that long to do it I think that's me being fucking Team Cesaro you Rollins. living in 2000 mate
2: <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to Edge coming back to Raw and then them doing a, again another sort of spear v spear type thing or he
0: could join Team Rated RK Bro as like a
2: triple team yeah
0: he could come back spear riddle and be like nah that's my that's my partner. We get him, and then Riddle you? goes back to main event.
1: Yeah, I, it's just a bit all over the place, isn't it? I oh, think and
0: Raw is yeah. What's with the? I don't know if you even noticed this. But what's with the whole Jackson Ryker carrying around a, a tub of tomatoes all the time? <laughs> <laughs> you know what this is because he threw one. What? one them, <laughs> he carries around like a, a wooden basket of tomatoes. Is he, right. still,
2: is he still hanging around with Elias?
0: Yeah. And he threw one at Orton a few weeks ago. And then on Raw this week, I saw something where Almost crushes one in his hand and AJ's like, we hate to <laughs> <laughs> not what, what What a gimmick is. Honestly, boys, cool. I, I've watched
1: so little this week or this month even that you two could make shit up and just see if you can catch me out of <laughs> it. And that, honestly, for, genuine- for about half of that, Jay, I was like, this hasn't fucking happening.
0: <laughs> It's a genuine thing, and I don't—I did not know where it came from, but yeah, he carries around a thing of tomatoes, and I don't
2: know why. He's—I tell you what, though, I've never seen any, anyone built like that, lad.
0: Riker, yeah, scary. F- f- fucking Elky Arin and Horster. Yeah, got to stay healthy in the clan, mate.
2: Is he the one I was going to say? Is he the one out of the three that got in trouble for a again?
0: Yeah, he's the only one with a job
2: still.
0: Yeah, is fucking ridiculous.
2: He's the only one that's still got a job and he was like pro-Trump, as the pro-Trump as it could have been.
1: Yeah, but souls Vince. And speaking of paedophiles, Velveteen Dream's finally gone. <laughs> okay, a couple of other little bits then to cover. Will Ospreay, unfortunately, had to relinquish the New Japan heavyweight title. Uh, had a neck injury in a match. Have you guys seen the match itself? Did it look like a bad spot, bad bump, pure freak accident?
2: I haven't actually seen it. I just, I remember being, I felt really sad for him, to be fair. I think he's... He's
1: he's had a lot of bad press only recently uh, with Osprey. I know he's obviously uh, been cleared of it to the point where he can still carry the title for that company. I know they they wouldn't sort of keep someone around with stuff lingering. But yeah, he's had to vacate it. It's looked like it might be about six to nine months out, they reckon. Um... Have they announced what they're going to
2: do for the vacant title at all? As of yet, from what I've seen, I think there's still all this focus with the, they're trying to launch, they're soon to launch their US promotion, aren't they? Uh, oh, okay. And Which they wanted to do, I think was meant to happen a year ago before the pandemic. So I think that's the focus now, and especially with his cross-promotion with, so Moxley obviously is still the IWGP US champion, isn't he? And he defined that on Dynamite. As we've discussed previously, Finn Juice, which is Juice Robinson and David Finlay, they were just lost the Impact Tag Team Champions and they are New Japan talent. So I think there's I think there are a lot of focus on this, this cross-promotion, this working relationship, this forbidden door. So I think they're only just getting back to live shows themselves so I'm sure we'll hear something soon about what the plan is and um, and, it, and if if anybody follows New Japan who listens to the pod knows more about it then yeah let us know but um, I haven't seen anything from from reading it it'd be
0: great when Osprey gets back to health if he does some of the cross brand stuff I know he lives in Japan now but he showed up in AEW something. imagine Osprey v Pack
1: there's a bunch of dream matches there isn't there for him
0: completely different style as well
1: so that'd be, be interesting to see <laughs> What's been
2: catching your eye on the Black and Gold brand? Again, I think we've spoke about this numerous times, but it, it it never changes and it's forever good. Is I still love NXT's backstage sort of attitude era promos, like their little sort of vignettes, as you were in their and their their little uh, stand ups, as it were. So like the stuff with the way, yeah. like the. We talked about, it, didn't we, in the therapy session last time? And just those little bits, there was a bit in William Regal's office with Scarlett Bordeaux, yeah. with yeah. Austin's, Austin Fury <laughs> talking about her nails, I think it was, the length of her <laughs> nails. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing. And Gargano had to stop him because he thought she was talking about what we all knew he was really talking about. Yeah, just that.
0: Austin, yeah me too this gimmick is funny that he's doing now this fucking stupid he's got, like, got it you know he's... Like that whole segment it, it
1: felt like Regal would have had his
0: paws like, oh. all over
1: that
2: yeah,
0: yeah. It, it
1: was it was very much like rub the moons on his belly territory wasn't it? it was <laughs> oh, it's it's rub the-, the
2: moons on your belly you've <laughs> <laughs> mentioned this before haven't we that it reminds us of those it, those segments that's exactly it. Yeah. like uh, it gets brought up all the time but the, you just kick Stan seg- segment and stuff like that. yeah and the, the, when they when DX did that bit with Hornswoggle and they had like they were introduce- in him into DX and he, had like, and he was sat in like a classroom and when they went into the ring and went into yeah. the world yeah, yeah, yeah that was it and all that stuff what Gargano is doing with The Way is just
0: amazing
1: yeah he's so good what, what about you Jay uh, NXT what yeah similar
0: so the same stuff The Way stuff um, new North American champion in Bronson I didn't want Gargano to drop it but you know fair play to Reed he's good for his you know what you know for a massive guy, the Imperium, the Imperium stuff is you know interesting as well. They've turned on Alexander Wolf, so I don't know where they're going to go with that.
2: Well, they've let him go, haven't they? What? They've let him go. Oh.
1: <laughs> Have they? Brilliant, brilliant. That's where that's where it's gone, mate. Oh, where,
2: that, that was that was part of that storyline. Yeah, they've released him. That's dog shit. Yeah, so uh, that was that was how they like because there was a bit of backlash about that as well. That somebody said, "Is that how you introduce?" Because the next day it came out that he had been released. Oh. So yeah, right. So he got his send off by his team betraying him. But yeah,
0: no, yeah, no, no receipt for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's hell. testament to Guy Gaigona as well. Obviously, we all we're all massive fans of him. Like, and he's probably the smallest guy in the roster, other than Drake Maverick. But he, it doesn't matter the size of his opponent. You're always invested in his matches, and you mm-hmm. you still believe he can beat Goliath, and he you know obviously he did last time,
2: but that's just testament to him. One of his one of his saving graces as well is is that one of the key features of NXT is his biggest fan.
0: I Think like HBK. H- H- yeah, he's he's, he's openly said that Gargano and Champa are like his his kids, aren't they? Basically,
2: yeah. I mean we know we know that Trips does. We know the Trips loves them, and that's why they're still there. That's why like well we've talked about this before as well, that Champa's turned around and said, I don't want that call up. And I think Gargano's
0: probably said that he probably wants them both there as his staples. You know, you don't want you can't lose everyone.
2: Because, well, that's it, that's it. We went for they I, I reckon Gargano and Ciampa are the first two superstars of NXT that are carrying it, that are like like not saying that nobody did in the past. But it was always just a go-to. It was a developmental. So they had their run as champion, and they came up. So we yeah. lost people like Andrade. We lost Alistair Black. We, I know, I, I know, Ricochet was never champion, but we lost Ricochet. We lose those tag team champions like the revival when they came up and stuff like that because that's just the next step. Whereas I think people obviously cottoned on to how good NXT was, and then Trips, Champa, HBK, Gargano have kind of said, you know what? At you boys, you fucking stay. Here. I
0: think Gargano, Gargano and Champer. I think are NXT's Reigns and Rollins, aren't they?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I couldn't agree
1: more.
0: Basically, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah,
1: no, it's brilliant. Uh, it's, it's a good, like, good story with them too as well. Because at any given point over the next two, three years, you can just flare back with DIY, and it's got, almost got that sort of um, DX feel into it. Yeah we've obviously hbk and triple h i think triple h sees a lot of champa in him i think hbk sees a lot of gargano in him and and those two being quite close together you know they don't have to be anywhere near each other for a little while and then they can always tease that either reunion as a tag or a feud again which obviously you know they can do so i think that's enough of uh current wrestling for today we are going to finish the show with a little game as always So there has been some backlash, some WrestleMania backlash to professional Gessler being dropped. Uh, worry not, dear listeners, it will come back. But for now, it's another round of Paper Who. If you boys need reminding of the rules, I'm going to read out the match list from an old pay-per-view throughout time. I'll start with the most obscure match, work my way up to the main event or the most iconic match on the card. And all you got to do is buzz in when you know the pay-per-view. It's a little bit tricky, um, but I can't say that either of you particularly excelled at professional guestler. so I'll, I'll make the games easier as we go. Now, some slight admin. If the pay-per-view is just a standard pay-per-view, you need to give me the name of it and the year. If it's a WrestleMania, I will accept just the WrestleMania and the number that it was or the year, if you know that. Buzzers, it's always uh, always nice to know what your buzzers are going to be. I normally pick for you boys, but I'm, I'm going to let you boys pick this week. So, Quinn, what would you like your buzzer to be this week, mate? Can you dig it, sucker? Uh, Jay, what are you going for?
0: You just made the list!
1: Okay, boys, so buzzing when you're ready. Match number one of this particular pay-per-view is going to be the big boss man and Bull Buchanan defeating The Godfather and D'Lo Brown accompanied to the ring on that night by you just made the list? Jamie Kears after one man WrestleMania 2000. WrestleMania 2000 is correct.
2: Oh.
1: Did Ice-T give it away? Well, I was waiting for you to say but I think I already knew. Nice. One match, that's huge. So, other matches, just for anyone listening, Hardcore Holly beat Crash Holly for the title in a battle royale. I think that's when the referee botched the pin. Uh, So Hardcore Holly wasn't supposed to win the title, but...
2: I thought WrestleMania 2000 was the 15-man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so there was a clock counting down. It was a time limit. You
2: mean, because it wasn't an actual battle royale, because... it was a scramble, yeah, a scramble. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: when uh, Al Snow and Steve Blockman had head cheese.
1: Yes, and they, they lost to TNA Test and Albert. Edge and Christian defeated the Dudleys and the Hardys in a ladder match, which we've raved about on this show before. There was a cat fight with Val Venus, a special guest referee. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Runnels, uh, with the fabulous Moolah, uh, defeated the cat with Mae Young. Uh, China and Tukul defeated the Radicals uh, so that was Saturn, Malenko and Guerrero uh, because Benoit had gone single by this point
2: he was in the triple threat
1: but well, Angle lost both titles Yeah, Ang-
2: Angle Angle was the Euro Continental Champion
1: Kane and Rikishi beat the X X-Pac and Road Dog uh, and then Triple H beat The Rock uh, McFoley and the Big Show of course in the McMahon in Every Corner match okay so next pay-per-view We are going to go with Team Rhodes Scholars, which was Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow, defeated Team Helno, which was Daniel Bryan and Kane. Also on that card, Eve Torres defeated Caitlin and Layla. You boys remember that match. We had Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara defeat the primetime players, Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. Fuck's sake. Yeah, no, I'm out. Uh, US champion Antonio Cesaro defeated Justin Gabriel to retain his belt. I'm <laughs> uh Kofi Kingston defeated The Miz to retain the Intercontinental title. Randy Orton defeated Alberto Del Rio. Big Show defeated Sheamus to win the World Heavyweight Championship. And your main event for the evening was CM Punk with Paul Heyman defeating Ryback to retain the WWE Championship.
0: No, no ideas.
2: Can you dig it, sucker? I'm going to take a guess. This is an absolute guess. So we start with the year. Are we saying 2011? And a pay-per-view, I'm going to say something like mid-year, something like TLC. Incorrect. Would you like a go, Jay? I'm
0: going to say no way out. 2013 Also incorrect So you both went Either side of the
1: year It was 2012 This one And the CM Punk Ryback match Was a Hell in a Cell match So that was going to be Hell in a Cell From 2012 Okay This is a decider Quinn if you get it We'll do a quick Tiebreaker So again Antonio Cesaro US champion Retained against The Miz Alberto Del Rio Defeated the big show in a last man standing match to retain the world heavyweight championship. Team Heldo no defeated Team Road Scholars. John Cena won the Royal Rumble match. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the I thought the main event would give it away.
0: Go ahead. Royal Rumble.
1: Yes.
2: Twenty. So this is it. This is uh, this is you're going to get a win or are you going to get a lose, and then I'll get the win regardless of what you say. Come on. <laughs>
1: Thirteen. Royal Rumble 2013. Yeah. You say. Main event that year was not the Royal Rumble match. It was The Rock defeating CM Punk for the WWE title, and it was 2013. Yeah, yeah. I that meant in the case. But yeah, winner of this week's paper. Who? Well done, Jay. It's a 1-0 to you uh, today.
2: This is a really fucking hard game.
1: (laughs) And I think on that note, boys, that is a good way to end the show. So it's been so nice seeing you both again. Uh, If you still listen to us, still liking what we do, still want to get involved, we are looking to have guests on the show. I know a few people are up for that. So that might happen in the next few episodes. Uh, Get in touch fresh on the heels on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, But yeah, for
2: this week's episode, uh, it's cheers again from me. And thank you for me. It's good to see you both. See you later, pals. Bye, brother. And he goes, take your shirt off. Show me your nipples.